It all seemed pretty clear when the dust settled a year ago, did it not? We had seen the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol building. We had seen the violence unfold. And then again and again, they played this clip of Donald Trump speaking to his supporters prior to the attack. You don't fight like hell. You're not going to have a country anymore. You have to fight like hell. Hours later, it was a different message from Trump. You have to go home now. We have to have peace. And in the middle, in the middle of all of it, was the U.S. Capitol Police and Sergeant Akalino Gonel, who says he didn't think he'd survive. I struggled because I was getting pulled. I didn't want to get pulled to a crowd. They were pulling me by my leg, by my shield, by my shoulder strap. And we don't know what those people had in those, those bags. There was nothing I could do because I couldn't even move my arms. I, I thought to myself that I wouldn't make it out of there alive. Today in his most pointed attack and most pointed comments about Donald Trump, without actually using his name, President Joe Biden talked about what happened as the insurrection unfolded and before Donald Trump came out and said, well, you have to go home now. We didn't see a former president who had just rallied the mob to attack sitting in the private dining room off the Oval Office in the White House, watching it all on television and doing nothing for hours. As police were assaulted, lives at risk, the nation's capital under siege. Are Americans even possibly more divided on this anniversary than they were when the insurrection happened? Joe Young is a professor in the School of Public Affairs at American University and researches uh, causes and consequences of political violence. Welcome to the program, Joe. Hi, Alan. Thanks for having me. I'd like to just begin with what you took away from the very pointed attack from Biden against Trump today. Well, I think it's an attempt to try and counter the narrative uh, that has been set forth recently that this was um, not that big a deal and something we we shouldn't take seriously. And so uh, I'm, I think he's trying to establish kind of the facts around the event. Is it an admission of the grip that not only Donald Trump has on the Republican Party, but also a fairly large portion of the electorate? Yeah, Donald Trump is still a large presence in the Republican Party, and most politicians that want to establish their um, credibility within the party have to provide some sort of fealty to Trump. And so certainly privately, a lot of folks would agree with what Joe Biden said publicly. They can't for, you know, consequences that could occur by the electorate, but also by elites in the Republican Party. I think a, a lot of us, and I know myself, as, as I've been you know, reading through the accounts of a year ago, have been struck by what appeared to be a repudiation of Donald Trump by the Republican vanguard. But then that quickly went away. Do we even have an agreed-upon set of facts about what happened in Jan- on January 6th in America? I think a few. Everyone knows the Capitol was stormed. Everyone agrees there was a violent riot. 
what some Republicans are publicly trying to dispute, or as you started off with, is, or downplay, is the severity of that violence and who the actual perpetrators were. Privately, they were asking President Trump to end the assault, and they knew it was his supporters. Since the event, uh, publicly, they blamed Antifa or suggest it was more a concert Lollapalooza-type environment. But what most Americans know was that there was violence. It was perpetrated by Trump supporters, egged on by Trump and colleagues with hope of, of stopping the certification of the election. And it was also heavily funded by far-right supporters like the heiress to the public's grocery store fortune. Was it a coup attempt in your estimation? Not exactly. This has been a very lively debate among politicians, journalists, and scholars. Trump and colleagues urged supporters to stop the steal, but high-ranking military officials did, did not get involved, which would have been more akin to what we would consider a coup or a military coup. It was more accurately a violent riot insurrection with dreams of overturning the election encouraged by Trump and other elites. I'm speaking with Joe Young, who's a professor in the School of Public Affairs at American University in Washington. There's been a lot of talk in the last week or so about, you know, is America on a course towards a civil war? Just interesting doing some research into it. You know, there's a, you know, the Atlantic headline that says it's corrosive to even suggest a thing. And then there's a New York headline, opinion piece that says we're already in a civil war. can, can you give me some understanding about that discussion and what you believe? Absolutely. There, you, you presented, I think, the ends of the spectrum fairly well. I, I tend to think that we aren't close to civil war. Instead, I think what's more dangerous is how these events are affecting the health of American democracy. And I'm much more worried about changes in state election laws, gerrymandering, and other attempts to just change the fundamental rules of the game that could end free and fair elections. That, to me, is is significantly more likely and, and more dangerous. Uh, in, in my own dissertation, I wrote about why we see civil war in the, in the world. And the best predictor of civil war is, is the capacity of the state to eliminate violent challenges. And so weak states, you know, poor states are the most prone to civil war. And so no state as strong as ours or or as Canada or any Western democracy has ever had a civil war. So the likelihood that that kind of violence is going to happen is very, very low, uh, almost to nothing. It, it is troubling the how we're seeing this conflict, uh, this larger, let's say, you know, political conflict uh, manifesting itself at local levels with people taking cues from elites to do things like storm school board meetings and challenge mask mandates, suggesting that we are moving into a different type of political contention, but it's not civil war. Did you find it interesting that Biden today really didn't mention voting rights as part of his address? I and mean, I think only once he mentioned it. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's something, again, as a political scientist that I think is critical and should be forefront in, in, the, in the discussion because any good democracy has a situation where parties lose elections and we let them lose and we are happy with you know, the contention. And so uh, the worry for me is that we're sliding into a kind of less than good democracy. Uh, Joe, I appreciate your time today and giving some perspective of what's happening in the United States. Thanks again. I appreciate it. That is Joe Young, who's a professor in the School of Public Affairs at American University, talking about one year out from the insurrection on January 6th. Not a coup attempt. Interesting. You hear that term thrown about. I wonder what that gives you in terms of perspective.